You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio. Honest conversations, love notes, and strategies to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I'm Megan Hale, integrity expert, bringing mindset and energetic wisdom to help you show up braver, go all in, and expand into your fullest expression. Let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio, the place to be for mindset and energetic wisdom to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I am your host, Megan Hale, and if you are just now joining us, welcome. We have been super deep into money lately, and we're going even deeper today. But before we do, things are a little wild at my house right now. We are going through some major transition. (laughs) My husband is going to be relocating in about two and a half weeks, and I'm really hoping that we can all move at the same time as a family unit, but we're not really sure how that's going to go right now. So we're in this place of a lot of flux and a lot of change that we weren't really anticipating And so I mention all of these things because I was so planning on launching our free money challenge and the money love course, but I'm going to have to put a pause on that until some of this life stuff works its way out. I feel like for those of us who are running businesses, we're always in that flex and flow, balancing our business needs and our life needs and all of the things. And that's exactly where I am right now. So that's all coming. (laughs) Once I have more information, I will share that with you. You'll be the first to know. I am so excited about this challenge and the course. We're going to have so much fun shifting into a new relationship with money. So before we dive into today's episode, I would really love to share just a few key reflections from my trip to Canada last week, where I took the stage for the first time to deliver a TED style talk. And what it really felt like to me was really like stepping into my next chapter and it felt so incredibly good. So my talk was all about the power of giving ourselves the permission to be both. And for those of you who have attended a wild and holy weekend, you know, I talk about this permission slip a lot. And if you've been to a wild and holy weekend recently, you know, I've started bringing this huge wooden and sign for each of us to verbally claim the permission we need to take our next brave step, right? So I brought that big and sign with me as a visual reference, but also to bring with me the energy of each woman who has joined me at retreat and shared her magic with me. And I cannot tell you just how much of a legacy I felt standing on that stage with all these women with me. The thing I thought was going to feel completely intimidating actually felt like the most natural thing in the world. Like I came away from that experience knowing that I meant to be on that stage. I am here to share my message in a bigger way. And the permission I needed to give myself to do it was that I can be both big and grounded. Okay. So for several years, I've been holding myself back from putting myself out there in a bigger way, fearful that more followers or more impact would take me away from who I am. But this trip, as I sat and reflection on that fear, I realized I get to write that story, that I can be both big and grounded. And before leaving the stunning Sparkling Hills Resort where we were up in British Columbia, you better believe I took out that big and sign 
And I wrote big and grounded on there as a way of staking plain to this next chapter. And it feels so good, but also interesting because today we're talking about the three biggest mindset shifts you need to, to make to step into more earning. So without even realizing it, this shift was one that I've needed to step into my next level. And this is one of the things I love about creating and statements. I find so often you guys, we fall into the trap of believing that we can only be either or when so much permission and expansion lives in the end. So let's get into today's episode because I'm sure we'll be tackling some permission today somewhere along the way. Okay, my friends. When it comes to stepping into more earning, the first mindset shift we need to make is making earning a non-negotiable, okay? Now, you might be thinking, of course earning is a non-negotiable. And if that's true, I want you to look at your business activities right now that are earning focused. What activities in your business directly lead to revenue, okay? So earning focused activities fall into two categories for me, the short game and the long game, all right? So the long game includes content creation, relationship building, and visibility, anything that builds that know, like, and trust factor, okay? The short game for me includes selling, period, <laughs> or in my language, inviting, inviting people deeper into your work. So for earning to be a non-negotiable in your business, that means that you should be engaging in both long-term and short-term strategies. But what I see most often is people engaging in the long-term strategies, creating lots of content, spending lots of time building relationships and putting forth a lot of energy and becoming more visible. But when it comes to actually selling, they shy away from making the ask. They don't wanna come off as salesy or money focused. And in the extreme cases, they wait for others to ask to work with them, which puts all the responsibility on the client or customer to pursue the relationship. When healthy relationships are truly built more so on a 50-50 split, okay? So a question to ask yourself here, are you making it easy for clients to work with you or buy from you? And are you regularly inviting them closer? AKA, are you regularly selling, pitching, making the ask, letting them know how they can buy from you? Okay. Because if the answer is no, or I don't know, then earning is not a non-negotiable. Okay. And when money isn't a non-negotiable, what I often see and have also experienced is that time, energy, and emotional equity are consistently being spent on the long game strategies that don't directly lead to revenue, okay, which leads to eventual resentment that your business isn't generating the money you want it to, okay? So maybe write this down. <laughs> Content, relationships, and visibility don't lead to money unless you tell them to, okay? That means we must have calls to action. 
We must make invitations to buy. We must let people know how they can work with us more deeply and let people know what we have to offer, as in offerings, repeatedly, okay? The reason this is so important is because if we are not doing those things, which are the short-term strategies, right, that lead to sales, we easily stay in the friend zone with our people. We easily allow ourselves to work for free. We're basically leaving our revenue up to chance, okay? But here's the other thing about making earning a non-negotiable. It won't become a non-negotiable until you stop relying on whatever income you have coming in as a means to get by, okay? And P.S., we're gonna be talking about how to stop just getting by in this episode, so stay tuned because it's a good one. But what I can tell you is this. If earning wasn't a choice, you would be doing it. If you are truly money motivated, you would have money, like the end. The reality is it's super easy to lean on the income you have coming in to support you rather than depending on, which is also trusting your business to generate it for you, okay? What do I mean by this? I mean that even if your current income is far from where you want it to be, you know it, it's comfortable. And sometimes, maybe most of the time, it's far easier to do what's comfortable than to lean into what's new and challenges you to grow, okay? Because here's, here's the truth. Putting your work out there is vulnerable. Asking for the sale can be vulnerable. Learning the language of sales can feel like a whole game of throwing spaghetti at the wall where you just put your foot in the mouth and screw up over and over again until you find the way that feels good for you. <laughs> I speak from experience, of course, right? But your business will never grow unless you get comfortable selling. And selling will never be something you pursue until you make it a non-negotiable. So how do you make that shift? So from my perspective, there are three ways that we currently receive income while we build a business. The first is we have another business or a job. Two, we have family support, whether that's a spouse's income, family income, an inheritance, etc. Or three, we have loans or capital through other outside investors, okay? Now, I would wager to say you're probably going to be the most motivated to step into more earning if you're playing with other people's money you don't know. Why? Because there are more serious consequences and public integrity on the line, right? And you likely had to go through a lot of hoops to get that money in the first place, like a business plan, like all of the things, right? And because of that, you're likely much better positioned to actually generate revenue having to go through all of those processes, right? Like most solo entrepreneurs don't have business plans. Like imagine what would happen if that were a requirement to file an LLC, like that would be major, right? So that might be a good place to start. But I'd also wager you're probably the next most motivated to step into more earning if you had a business or job you were highly motivated to step away from. Why? Because we spend the grand majority of our lives at work, most of us do. When it's creating stress, health issues, depression, anxiety, anger, relationship issues, when it starts coming out at home, like you name it, we tend to be highly motivated to get out of that situation 
when we fully commit to doing something different, okay? And that full commitment is an important piece and cannot be taken lightly. So when I made the decision to build my private therapy practice, which was my first business, I was burnt out. I was sickened by the culture of managed mental health care. It was a broken system I didn't want to be a part of. The relationship dynamics amongst the staff in my office were just horrible. I was overworked and underpaid, and I also knew I had far too much to offer to spend it only there, right? I wanted a bigger impact. I wanted room to grow and breathe and lead in my biggest capacity. I wanted freedom to create and play and all the things, right? And I used that as clear motivation to earn in my private practice as soon as possible to start building sustainable revenue. But I also had another thing that would be the trickiest for me to step away from, which leads us to our third type of income support, which is family support, okay? Now, family support is like the ultimate blessing, but for me personally, it was also the hardest for me to make as like a non-negotiable safety net that I would not continue to use. And I know that I'm not the only one here, okay? So here's where it gets tricky. Even if you feel completely guilty for not earning more money, that guilt is not the thing that's gonna motivate you to earn. And in fact, it's actually that guilt that's keeping you stuck. So if you happen to be in a situation where you have a spouse that is supporting you, if you have family that is supporting you, right? and you feel persistently guilty that you are continuing to rely on this support and you know that you're self-sabotaging yourself from stepping into more earning, okay? The first step is to release this guilt, okay? Because in order to feel guilty, that means that you must be consistently playing over and over in your head how much of a failure you are, how incapable you are, or rehearsing all the times in the past you've tried and failed, only further proving these feelings true, okay? And I would imagine if this is the space you're in, you likely show up halfway for sales, preparing to fail so it doesn't hurt as much, thereby letting a self-fulfilling prophecy play out over and over and over again, which is another conversation entirely, which we're gonna get to a little bit later in this episode. So here's the thing. If you truly wanna step into more earning, you have to release the guilt, okay? This was the number one biggest thing that helped me step into more earning, okay? And the way that I did it was simply realize that that was the past. It doesn't have to be the future, right? All of it has been a teacher. And we get to choose to leverage those learnings to show up more fully, right? We have to make showing up your non-negotiable. Make leaving guilt at the door a non-negotiable because I promise you it is not serving you when it comes to stepping into more earning. Make stepping into more earning all of the things that you need to do in order to do that a non-negotiable. And more so, make relying on your current income support something that you no longer do, okay? And what that might mean for you is set a timeline to become 100% independent from it. Commit to that fully. This is step one. And the reason this is so important is that you won't step into more earning if you don't have to. Nor will you ever build a business you can emotionally rely on and financially trust to show up for you if you aren't willing to show up for it. 
I cannot tell you how many times I see people wanting their business to show up fully for them before they're willing to show up fully for their business. Okay. And it does not work that way. We have to show up fully for our business and for our dreams for them to show up fully for us. So when it comes down to it, friends, making something a non-negotiable basically means that you refuse to fall victim to old mindsets, old excuses, old patterns that keep you from prioritizing something, okay? It's a choice, the end. That means being on your mindset A-game, but also following through with the actual actions that will generate results. It means having a no list and a yes list, okay? So your no list might be no mindless social media scrolling when you're avoiding revenue generating activities for your business. <laughs> no waiting for others to ask how they can work with you before you'll make your pitch. No postponing making offerings until they're perfect. We'll spend a lot of time there. No more relying on old forms of income as a safety net, etc. Okay, so really get clear on the things that are preventing you from stepping into more earning. Okay, your yes list might be putting a call to action on every single piece of content you share, routinely telling people about your current offerings and ways that they can work with you, inviting people into sales conversations on a regular basis, practicing your pitch out loud until it feels true and effortless for you. Okay. What about starting to pay yourself more? So you start relying on your business income differently. Okay. Your yes list are the things that encourage you to step into more earning. They hold your feet to the fire. Okay. A non-negotiable simply means doing something different. And when it comes to earning being a non-negotiable, it means shifting into a money focused mindset first and foremost, which brings me to our second mindset shift. You are allowed to be money focused and heart centered. I told you we'd be diving into permission today, right? So one of the biggest reasons we shy away from earning and more so doing the activities that lead to more earning is that we don't want to come across as money hungry, salesy, superficial, et cetera. Okay. So let me start with this. If you're worried about being money hungry, salesy, or superficial, the simple act that you're worried about it means that you likely aren't. Okay. <laughs> Also, the more time you work on shifting your relationship to money, to have a healthy, vibrant desire for it, the idea of being money hungry won't even be a thing, okay? Because prioritizing money becomes just a part of building a healthy, vibrant business. Are you with me? Now, when it comes to being salesy, the more time you spend on crafting your approach to sales that feel good, that feels service centered for you, salesy won't be a thing either. Okay. And when it comes to worrying, if others think you're superficial to prioritize money, to pursue money, to desire money, I want you to ask yourself this question. Do people think that way about a man when he prioritizes money, pursues money or desires it? I was just reading an article by Sally Krawcheck from Elvest is on Fast Company. I'll link to it in the show notes. 
But the article is titled Just Buy the Effing Latte, where she fiercely comes after the money advice she sees being peddled to women. She says in the article, from childhood, we as a society send girls messages that they are bad with numbers relative to their brothers. Still today, parents talk to boys about making money and investing and to girls about saving money and being careful with it. Okay. She goes on to say, women have effectively internalized the messages that our society sends them about money. And the result is that the primary emotion so many of us feel about money is shame. We feel shame when we're in debt. We feel shame because we spend too much. We feel shame because we earn too little. And we even feel shame because we earn too much. This is particularly so if women earn more than their male partners, which even today is such a taboo that both parties will lie to the federal government about their incomes. Seriously. The result of this is that women prefer to talk about anything, literally anything more than money, including their own deaths. She even has links to all this stuff. You have to go read it. At a time in which we openly speak about sex, money remains for women the final frontier of shame. The further result is that as a society, we have masculinized money. While girls are being taught to be careful with money and to save it, boys are being taught to pursue money and to grow it. They are taught to be confident around money, so much so that they overestimate their investing skills and underestimate their need for financial education. It is likely no wonder that the money industries are overwhelmingly male, even as the research tells us that women are better investors than men, both as individual investors and professional ones. You guys, there are so many good things in this article, but what I want you to take away from just this tidbit is this. Pursuing money, desiring money, prioritizing money is not superficial. It's smart, okay? It's smart. Making that shift is so huge. So let's move into our last mindset shift when it comes to stepping into more earning. And this one is a big one that goes way beyond just money, okay? It goes into success and the thing we leave behind when we step into more of it. So a little bit of a story. When I was a young therapist intern, I taught a lot on family systems, especially as it related to addiction, because my first job was a substance abuse counselor, okay? And the thing that I want to share about addiction is that you very rarely find someone who simply uses a substance without an underlying feeling of shame that they're trying to avoid, okay? I have helped hundreds of people through addiction and my like prior life as a therapist. And I can only think of two people out of hundreds that did not have an underlying feeling of shame that they were trying to numb out or avoid. Okay. Two. Now this shame can come from all kinds of places, abuse, trauma, neglect, depression, anxiety, PTSD. Okay. But what I found digging into this work is that when abuse or trauma is present in a family system, Stepping away from the dynamics that are keeping that person sick usually creates a sense of guilt, and they will often spend years self-sabotaging 
all the ways that they could break free from this because of that guilt. Okay. So without going into too much info, because there's a lot to share about this, this is what's called survivor's guilt. Okay. Typically, this is a phenomenon that happens when two people go through a trauma and one person makes it and another doesn't. Okay. Where the person who survives experiences guilt that they were spared and the other wasn't. Okay. And it's extreme manifestation. We're talking about death where one person survives and the other person doesn't. Okay. You, you will read a lot about this in war, for instance, but the thing that I want to point you to is that this can also happen when we break free from toxic patterns in our relationships, especially our family of origin, because usually it means us moving on, us putting up boundaries, us pursuing our next level with a hope that others will come with us, but a commitment to keep on pursuing our best selves, even if they don't. And with that is a willingness to bear the pain of severed relationships, even if these people mean a lot to us. Okay. And what I've come to realize though, is that this is just the first step to survive on an emotional level. We have to leave toxic things behind, but when it comes to stepping into a different financial level, there is something that is being asked of us that is completely different. Okay. Especially if you're pursuing more financial success than you actually need. Okay. You are simply stepping into more financial success that you want. So to step into new layers of this type of success, we're no longer talking about just surviving. We are talking about thriving. Okay. And although there's no research to support this, I have personally found that there is a phenomenon of guilt we experience pursuing our next level of success, a phenomenon I call thriver's guilt. The phenomenon of feeling guilty for creating next levels of success while others continue to struggle, especially when those people are close to us, especially when it means that we're becoming freer from systems of oppression. And what I want to say here in regards to this is you choosing not to thrive is not serving anyone. As Gloria Steinem has said, we will not solve the feminization of power until we solve the masculinity of wealth. Okay. Your wealth is needed, not just from a place of taking you to your next level, but because we need more women holding wealth, especially women of color, because more wealth equates to more power in this culture. Now, I'm a firm believer that we need to tear down the current structures while also continuing to elevate ourselves in the current structure that exists, okay? To shift it from the inside and the outside, both and. So from this place, you stepping into more earning isn't just a good thing for your business, it's a good thing for the world, okay? But why do we let this guilt stop us? In one word, it's the fear that it will disrupt connection. It all comes back to connection. So with thriver's guilt, there's typically a story around what we think is going to happen when we achieve wild, abundant success. Like, will so-and-so be jealous? Will I come off as conceited or righteous? Will people no longer like me? Will people think I'm better than them? Do I really deserve it? Okay. So instead of stepping into more success by way of earning, we self-sabotage instead. We stay small because the fear of how this will change our lives, how we're perceived, how our relationships will have to shift, 
keeps us from doing the exact things we know we need to do to step into our next level. Oh my goodness, like there are so many things to explore here. But what this really all comes back to is creating a sense of safety. That it's safe to be wildly successful. It's safe to be wealthy. It's safe to earn a lot of money. It's safe to sell. It's safe to pursue more money. Okay? But here's the other thing. One step is not going to take you from point A to point B. Okay? To step into more earning, there are thousands of steps that take us there. Okay? I see so many of us afraid to take one simple step because we're like, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be the thing that just takes me to that wild, abundant success, okay? And so we, we self-sabotage even the small steps because we're afraid that that success can happen in just one instant. When in reality, success happens through a series of steps, right? Through a series of steps. And so our job is to simply take the next step. Maybe that's choosing to create safety affirmations for yourself, like we just went over. Maybe that's starting to include calls to action in each email you send out, drawing people closer, inviting them deeper into your work. Maybe that's consistently inviting people to sales conversations. Maybe it's repeatedly letting people know ways that they can buy from you, okay? It's not just one step that takes you to more earning. It's thousands of them compounded over time. But I am a firm believer that it all starts with your mindset first, okay? So our episode today, in summary, talks about three mindset shifts to step into more earning, and they are these. Make earning a non-negotiable. That means no longer relying on other sources of income. Take it off the table. Set a date to be completely reliant on your business and start moving toward that today. If you do not make earning a non-negotiable, you will not step into more earning because it's way too comfortable to stay where you are, okay? Two, allow yourself to be both heart-centered and money-focused, knowing you can be both. And in my experience, this is the best way to make earning, receiving, and selling feel incredibly good because it comes from a place of service. It's deeply rooted in your why, in your vision, and that changes everything. Lastly, choose thriving over merely surviving. Your thriving benefits everyone. And even if there are some people or patterns you have to leave behind to step into your next level of earning, you might be surprised that more people come with you than you thought. And you might also be surprised that the person you become along the way finds ways of building bridges where there were none before, okay? That as you pursue more thriving in your life, the person you become by doing that creates more space for all of those fears that you have, for all of those relationships that you think are going to have to change, maybe you become the person that is able to hold all of those things and things grow with you. Okay. So as for me, these were the three biggest 
ones that I had to step into that led me to another earning level. But like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, there will always be more permission we need to give ourselves to step into more. And there will always be more mindset shifts we need to make to open up to what's possible next. Okay. So for me, the permission I need to give myself is that I can be both big and grounded. Maybe yours is that you can be imperfect and enough, right? Like get curious about what's really blocking you from prioritizing earning in your business. What do you think is going to happen when you start earning more money, right? Because I can promise you there's always a both and statement in there somewhere, right? Whether that's wealthy and holy, loved and rich, money focused and heart centered, right? Like start there. Okay. And I think another little sneaky thing that shows up, at least it did for me, is that if my business started earning money, then I would have to continue ensuring (laughs) that it earned money, which required me to start stepping into a completely different level of leadership for my business to prioritize earning in a way that I never had before that I had to actually rely on myself in a way that I had before financially, there were a lot of things there for me. But all of those things really happened from making these three mindset shifts we talked today, okay? The last thing that I wanna leave you with is really find your sales process that feels good for you because that will shift so much for you also. I'll do an episode on my, on my process in the future and we can kind of dive into that stuff together because I think having a sales process that just feels super yummy and delicious That makes earning way easier because you're engaging in something that feels good, right? So until then, there is a money course coming plus an amazing free challenge. Once I get some things in place over here with our move to Omaha, childcare, all the things, I am bringing this goodness your way, okay? So get excited, stay excited. I cannot wait to partner with you and helping you shift into a more loving relationship with money. It's so much fun. Until then, please hold the vision for our house selling soon so we can take our next steps to get settled in our new town. I appreciate you so much, especially your reviews on the podcast and your fave podcasting app. I would love to hear your words and feedback, the things that you're loving. And in the meantime, here's to the courage to show up braver, whole heart, Full self, all in, we got this.